so in terms of monthly recurring revenue, we do uh, somewhere in the vicinity of uh, 525, uh, 530. Uh, a thousand US dollars? Yes, that's in US dollars. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Maciek Zawazinski. He's building a company called Piwik Pro, P-I-W-I-K dot Pro. It's a privacy-friendly alternative to Google Analytics. Maciek, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes. Uh, right. Thanks for having me. Competing with Google Analytics is not easy. So help us understand why are you different? Why are people switching to you? Uh, sure. So uh, uh, the shortest way we can uh, call Piwik Pro, it's a privacy-friendly analytics uh, platform uh, that is alternative to Google Analytics. And we fight by giving the users control over the data and uh, complying with the privacy laws. Very cool. Now, give us a sense of, of growth here. How many customers are on the platform today? Um, we work primarily with enterprise uh, customers, and we have over 200 of uh, large organizations as our customers. And what does enterprise mean? What are they all paying you per month on average? Um, so uh, I, I would say, uh, let's start with the uh, organization size. So typically, these are organizations that have more than 5,000, more than 10,000 employees. Uh, sometimes they have hundreds of thousands, but let's say that's a probably minimum size of the organization that I would uh, call enterprise. And uh, our average contracts uh, is way above 20,000 uh, annual recurring revenue. Okay. And what did you do or what are you doing right now in terms of monthly recurring revenue? Um, so in terms of monthly recurring revenue, we do uh, somewhere in the vicinity of uh, 525, 530. A thousand um, US dollars? Yes, that's in US dollars. Okay. And where were you exactly a year ago? So we can calculate growth rate. Um, so we, uh, if you take a look at the year-over-year year growth, uh, that's uh, somewhere around 30% uh, that we did compared to the last year. Okay. What does that mean? I mean, do you know what your revenue was monthly about a year ago? Um, so we start, uh, it was uh, somewhere around uh, 400, 400 something uh, 400, okay. monthly recurring revenue. That's good. Um, well, this is great growth. So where is where is most of the growth coming from? Are you expanding old customers or finding brand new customers? Um, so we have both. So we have actually uh, quite nice success last year with our net retention rate. So we, we did over 110% and we mm. are on track to do more than 110% this year as well. Congrats. Um, that's big. Um, so uh, we are like, of course, uh, this includes churn and upsell. So, so what were those we percents? Have- how much churn and how much upsell? Um, I don't have this number at hand, but probably around, uh, less than 10% churn and then, uh, more than, uh, 15% of, uh, upsells that yeah, that 15, 20%, 20% upsell, 10% yeah, churn yeah, yeah. will be 110 yeah. net. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, what are you upselling? So why would someone pay you, you know, a thousand bucks a month versus two grand a month? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, th- th- there are a couple of reasons, but the, the largest uh, two uh, contributors were the traffic increases. And as COVID-19 unfolded, we have seen a lot in the uh, government sector, finance sector, healthcare sector, which are uh, among our top sectors when it comes to the customers. So our pricing is volume-based, so this increases. We also increased our pricing plans itself for the new business, which had some impact. Uh, also for the renewal of the contracts. And uh, we do a bit of the upsells of uh, the modules, but currently you have just you know, uh, the analytics platform or analytics platform with CDP. Uh, so for those customers that don't have CDP yet, uh, we upsell them uh, additional module. Well, this is a great story, Machik. I want to get more into pricing in a second, but first tell me how capital efficient have you been? Have you raised additional capital outside of the $2 million in 2017? So we uh, actually, our story is that we uh, spinned off Pewik Pro as a product business from our services business. And this services business contributed over the years around 2 million uh, as well. So in total uh, of the, the capital uh, that we raise, uh, that is somewhere, somewhere in the vicinity of 4.1 million. Okay. Uh, so I but, think, but the two million raised in 2017 it was from investors, not the service. Yes, from investors. That was yeah. outside new money, and the two yeah. million were uh, basically the profits from the services business uh, that uh, where we spent this company. Over. How much did the service business do in 2017 in total revenue? Um, I mean, this is, I guess this is not related revenue to Pewik Pro. So I understand the, that, is, but the profits feed into Pewik Pro. That's why I want to understand. Yeah. So uh, the services business was doing anywhere from uh, half a million to uh, one and a half million profit per year. And is that um, still so- going today or you shut it down? No, no, no. We we spin it off, and it's still going on. It's it's actually grew. It's it's doing even better now. What's uh, the so website go- to the agency? Uh, clearcode.cc. Clear what? Clearcode, uh, like uh, coding. Clearcode. Uh, clearcode.cc. Okay. Yeah, and this is the company that specializes in in building custom advertising and marketing technology. And because we had this experience in the marketing technology space. Uh, we started investing in the product and we built Pewik Pro. And then finally, at some point, we spin it off as a separate company. Makes a lot of sense. Now, does clearcode.cc own equity in Pewik Pro? Uh, no. Okay. No. So how did you put $2 million from the agency into Pewik um, Pro without uh, so giving up that's, equity? That, that's a state from now, but it used to own the equity um, when what we happened? were d- adding the capital. But we right now, we after the spin-off, it's... Uh, same shareholder structure, pretty much, uh, but uh, it's uh, it, this is a completely separate entity. Magic, how much equity do you own currently in Pewik Pro? Um, so I I own uh, over forty percent uh, okay. with uh, additional voting rights. Uh, that's that gives me the control. So you control you control the company. Who owes the other sixty percent of the equity though? Uh, it's uh, employees, uh, f- uh, former founders, as well as investors. How much do investors we own? Ha- um, we, we have uh, uh, investors uh, own somewhere around 20%. Okay. Uh, but it's not only for the primary, but they also did some buybacks from inactive founder, as well yep. as we uh, we have a sizable employee pool, How as big? well as management pool of like 10 plus percent. 
Okay, 10% there. So 10% employee option pool, Machik, you own more than 40%, investors own 20%. Uh, that's 70 there. So former founders still own about 30%. Yes, yes. So there's uh, there is still one uh, inactive founder that, that owns. Uh, uh, it's probably, I, I, uh, probably there is some miscalculation, but uh, he still have like a double digit uh, percentage in the company. Understood. And the 2 million you raised in 2017, do you remember what valuation you raised that at? Uh, we raised it at, um, uh, I will have to recalculate it to US dollars because it was in Polish Zlotis, but that was in the vicinity of uh, 7 million pre-money, seven, seven, seven million pre-money. Okay, interesting. And then are you looking at raising capital today or no? Uh, so actually, we 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 got uh, uh, quite nice offers, uh, term sheets uh, for our next uh, series. But we decided because we we've just launched our freemium model, and we want uh, we see a big upside potential in that in accelerating our growth. Uh, we decided to use debt facility from our existing investors uh, to. Uh, accelerate this growth and rise at at much higher value. So existing investors put in more than the two million dollars. Uh, no, they haven't put, but they uh, we we have an uh, option to rise debt from them right I, now for the next year. How much debt would you raise if you did do it? Um, we will rise probably. So this would be some some bridge between the the now and Series B, um, and we'll probably need another two to three million uh, to accelerate the traction of our series of our uh, freemium model, and then we'll rise proper Series B next year. And and what value? What would you value the company at today? What are some of the term sheets that you turned down? Um, so. I think I will I will leave it up. So the the multipliers were uh, in the vicinity of 10x annual recurring revenue, uh, and we feel that we can rise at much higher valuation if uh, we execute flawlessly on the freemium model. So and you feel like I mean those annual. offers at a 10x multiple, then you're talking like 65 to 70 million dollars pre money. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, if you did raise debt, um, what what interest rate would you pay on that debt from the investors? Um, so the uh, the debt would have the component of uh, interest as well as convertible if we don't pay it back, um, and then interest rate is uh, super uh, super attractive, so it's under uh, under eight percent. Under eight percent interest. If someone gave you debt at ten percent, but you didn't have to like there were no no covenants, no warrants, no crazy terms, would you look at a little higher interest rate for cleaner terms or no? Um, I think we might, and we 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 actually spoke with a couple companies about that, and that's uh, that's probably so. We we have uh, uh, actually three options for that. Um, so we have this option from our existing investors. We have a bank uh, financing that is uh, quite attractive uh, because we were pretty much break even for the last uh, twelve months. Um, so uh, we were quite cautious over the COVID with spending, uh, but still still grew uh, well. And uh, the the last option would be the the loans based on the monthly recurring revenue, which I think you are referring to. Yeah, the so, bank financing though they typically only do loans against a big cash chunk sitting in your bank account. I mean, I assume you operate around break even. I mean, you don't have millions of dollars sitting in a bank, do you? Um, we still have uh, over the over two millions in the bank. Oh wow! Okay, okay, got it. Oh, like over maybe between one and one and a half and two millions. So we, uh, but we w- really want to like uh, double down on what we are doing now. So there will be significant uh, marketing uh, and sales spending coming up next year, which we are ramping up for. 
Um, so uh, how many people people today at Metric are on the team today? Uh, we have hundred people. Hundred people. How many engineers? Um, around half of that are engineers. Wow. Okay. Any? How many salespeople with a quota? Uh, sales people eight. Seven, seven people and me because I'm I'm actually interim uh, head of sales so uh, so I'm 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 very close to the customer. What's their quota uh, target? Uh depends. Like this is uh 400k, uh, 500k uh, of uh, ARR per year. Yeah, yep. makes a lot of sense. This is a great story. Listen, uh, and is your CAC still around seven thousand dollars to get a new two thousand dollar a month customer? Um, uh, can you repeat that? You told me last year in April that your CAC was $7,000 to get a $2,000 a month customer. Is that still accurate? Yeah, it's still accurate. And that's uh, because we didn't really ramp up spending on sales and marketing yet. So it's uh, we rely a lot on organic channels and inbound. And it's that that CAC hasn't uh, hasn't changed. Okay, Machik, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? Um, good to great. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, Julian Shapiro, the, the angel investor and founder of uh, Demandker. Number three, is there an online tool that you're following or studying? Yeah, I mean, this is trivial, but I would say LinkedIn, uh, which gives so much information about organizations that we work with. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try to uh, get seven, eight, and usually I'm successful at that. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, single with two cats. Two cats. Okay, no kids. And how old are you? Um, uh, once again? How old are you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm 35. 35. Last question, Matrik. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, probably I, I would like to know how to build a company because that was the time I founded my first company at 20 years old. So I, I, I knew nothing about creating the business then. And it was a lot of uh faults on the on the way to to get where we where i am today guys there you have it Week pro and alternative to google analytics that cares about your privacy they were doing four hundred thousand dollars a month a year ago now doing five hundred thirty thousand dollars a month or over a 6.3 million dollar run rate serving about 200 customers matrix still owns over 40 percent of the business controls it with shares but they've got uh, investors that put in two million bucks with a 7.5 million dollar pre-money valuation in 2017 and they turned down recently term sheets in the 60 to 70 million dollar raises they look to bootstrap to see how their freemium model performs before thinking about a raise in 2022. We'll see what happens. Machek, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, yeah thanks.